Welcome to Prince Among Queens, featuring your host, Troy Bronstein. In this program, Troy speaks to some of the most talented recording artists in the music business. You'll hear the stories, as well as the stories behind the stories. What's big, what's now, what's next? You'll get the updates right here. Now, here's Troy Bronstein. Hello, everyone. We're back. Thanks for listening to Prince Among Queens. I'm your host, Troy Bronstein. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at troy at t-besttalentagency.com. And if you'd like to call in today, you can do so on 866-472-5787. First, I want to thank everybody for the continued listening on my three weeks that I had off. The numbers were still high and pulled in some new countries again, so I appreciate that. And I apologize as we were supposed to be live and virtual today, but we were having some technical difficulties. So instead of just pushing the show, we just went audio. So you're still going to have a great time. We got a great guest here with us today. Um, she's a friend of mine. She's toured the world. We've worked together for many, many years. Um, let's welcome my friend, international recording artist, Miss Brenda K. Starr. Hi, Troy. How are Hi. you? I'm fine, dear. How are you? I'm great, great. Nice to see you. You look amazing. Nice, nice to see you too. You look great, as always. You always do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. So um, to dive right into it, um, uh, you were born uh, to a Jewish father, uh, actually named Harvey Kaplan, who was in a 60s band called Spiral Staircase. And then your mother was um, Puerto Rican. Yep. Yep. So, Puerto Rican and Hawaiian. So growing up, you grew up in, in New York um, and you were known for a very young age that you had a dream to be a singer, from what I'm told. And at the age of eight... You were already singing, and by the time you were 12, you auditioned for commercials and theater and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. you actually ended up um, joining a group called the Dynamic Dolls. Yeah, it was, it was actually a breakdancing group. They would, like, have B-boys and B-girls, and it would be people just, like, pop-locking. The girls would pop-lock, or they would do, like, footwork on the floor, like, breakdancing. But I wasn't much of the one to break on the floor, but I was more into, like, electric boogie pop-locking. That was, like, more of my vibe. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but most of the time, when I did start acting, I think I started when I was, like, about nine but I, I always love singing since I'm really young. But I, I think uh, my first big thing was the Shakely Yoga commercial. I, I landed that when I was 11. Wow. I tried out for Annie, but I was too tall for Annie and Broadway. Um, <laughs> I, did, I, I did get several callbacks, but I didn't get the part. But um, fortunately, I went a different route. And that's how I got into the movie uh, Beat Street, because I was breakdancing with the Dynamic Dolls at the time. Right. Yeah. That was 14. And that's when you met Harry Belafonte, right? During that audition yeah. or right before that audition? Yeah. Yeah. For Beach I was almost, yeah. I was between 14 and, and yeah, I was almost 15. I was actually just turning 15 around then. And in that, yeah, you actually, you played yourself as a singer in an open mic audition. So yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. I did. That was exciting. I got to actually meet, uh, the Mike Murphy from System, the group The System. And uh -huh. I, I always used to love their song, You're in My System. So it was so crazy that I'm doing a movie and not only got welcomed by Harry Belafonte, but I got to meet like one of my favorite groups from back in the day. But it was, it was pretty, you know, rewarding. Right, right. And uh, um, during that time when you were, you were acting there, um, your uh, 
there was a lot of people actually that were captivated by your voice and you ended up getting a production deal with two songs on the film soundtrack as well, correct? Yeah, yep. I actually um, started working with Arthur Baker because that's how initially it all began. Right. I was, uh, Michael Pickett sent me to Arthur Baker via through Harry Belafonte because Arthur was doing the soundtrack of the movie. So I ended up going to meet up with Arthur Obviously, my mom accompanied me and I got to meet up with Arthur. And then I more frequently started going to the studio and I started working on uh, the song Vicious Beat. And then with that also being said, I remember hanging out in his studio and he was doing some production. And I just started like mouthing some ideas of some words and wrote a song called Shadows of the Night that Lisa Fisher got to record on the Beat Street album that I actually wrote. And, uh, mm. you know, 100% of the lyrics. So I was only like about almost 16, 15, 16, uh, 15, actually, when the movie came out. And she sang that song on the soundtrack. But, um, yeah, oh, nice. definitely a re- rewarding experience being young, too, you know. Yeah, yeah. So in, in 1985 um, was when the first album was released, I Want Your Love. And you had um, uh, Picking Up the Pieces, which was written by Arthur Baker. And is it Lottie Golden? Is that? Lottie Golden. Lottie Golden and Tommy Farragher. Okay. And it went number nine on the Billboard dance charts. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also made a little bit of noise on the R&B hip hop uh, Billboard charts from what from what I read on that. Um, yeah, I know it. I know it did. uh, It kind of charted on different charts. It was dance, uh, also pop and uh, I, I thought I heard r and I'm not sure, but, you know, I mean, you never know. Yeah, there's some notation in there that you kind of crack the R&B, you know, side a little bit on there. But then um, for your uh, your second, um, the second album, which actually uh, was where they um, you recorded I Still Believe, which um, that was in 1987, that was written by um, Antonia Armato and Giuseppe um, and that and that song it was produced by Diodato, actually. As produced well. by yeah, Imur Dadato. Yeah, Emil, Emil Diodato. Yeah, he's I, a meant, I meant composed yeah. by Antonia and Giuseppe. Sorry, did right, I say right. produced? I meant composed. Yeah, composed. But yeah. Now that was based on a real life relationship, wasn't it? Of theirs. I think so. That they were together and they broke up and whatnot. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I think that song is so timeless, especially with the way they wrote the lyrics. They were just so pure, and you could totally have anyone relate to something to that nature. But yeah, they—I didn't even know that it was their breakup song. <laughs> it was their breakup song. Okay. It's crazy. Uh, well, I, I think I did it well because it's still timeless. Thank God, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, maybe they. You know, you know I don't know. I, I'm, they I'm live the lyrics. Sure. They live the lyrics exactly. Yeah. And um, on that album, um, which was your your self entitled album, actually, Brenda K. Star, um, huh. as well as I still believe you had um, what you see is what you get. That also came off of that. Uh, yes, that was actually album. produced by. Um, What's his name? Oh my goodness. Steve, Steve Lunt, Steve Lunt. Remember he actually was running a label that signed Britney Spears back in the day, but he started out as a songwriter and a producer. What you see is what you get was his song. Ah, okay. Yeah. 
Steve that was, Lund. That was a cool song, yeah. Which I mean, that that peaked at number twenty four and was number six on the on the dance music charts. So that was a, a nice one for you. And actually, um, I still believe actually went to the Billboard Hot one hundred, and you got to number thirteen on that, which was pretty. Yeah, pretty that good, was pretty. Not bad, right? Not bad. That, not bad. That's why in the eighties. <laughs> They say that you were the undisputed queen of freestyle and house music. <laughs> With all your different did, things going on. Did they say that? Okay. That's what that's in, in my research about you, that's one of the things that they said, yeah. Oh. So um, you know, that was cool. Wow. And then then you um also actually um I'm gonna jump a little bit ahead and then I'm gonna go back again. But um while we're speaking of um I still believe you recorded that in um Spanish. Um and had yeah. a salsa version. That is it? How do you yo creo en ti or en ti? It, it's it's actually yo creo creo en ti. Yo creo en ti means I still believe. Like I believe in you. But mm -hmm. um, it's funny because when I was with MCA and we put out I still believe, um, I literally um did it obviously as a ballad and I was offered the opportunity to sing it in Spanish you know I didn't speak Spanish fluently so they brought uh someone in to help me with the translation and I I cut it as a ballad with never knowing maybe 15 20 years down the line I would start you know dabbing into like salsa and right. I just did it because I had left my deal with um Sony and um, I wanted to try something different. And I was offered that Spanish deal. And um, it actually was a blessing in disguise because my mom had been pushing me forever to do Spanish music. But my love was always, you know, pop, R&B, dance. And I always felt like if I didn't know the language fluently, I didn't want to uh, be somewhat like I guess you would call like a front I don't want to be a Latina I can't speak Spanish but right. some of us <laughs> some of us do grow up in a household where our mothers or our parents may be of a different culture and speak Spanish or French or Italian whatever it may be and that doesn't mean that we have to learn the language fluently because we're a bilingual family so I didn't take advantage of knowing the language but in doing I still believe I was really only recognized in Spanish when I did it in salsa because when I did it as a ballad it didn't even go anywhere near as where it went in Spanish in salsa right. but yeah but but I, I you know I love the transitioning and I, I noticed that you said something about being the freestyle queen or this and that for me I just love the fact that I get to do what I'm doing and I've always loved to write and to be able to write a song for Lisa Fisher, so young, someone so talented and very well-known and work with Arthur Baker. These are experiences that a girl, well, you know, I could say my age and growing up where I grew up from would never even imagine having these opportunities. And I, and I never take them for granted. I'm always humbled at the experience and learning my, my, my culture, my language and, you know, things that I can do, you know, I'm not setting just, you know, uh, a certain goal, but trying to exceed the goal by doing English and Spanish and dance and pop and R&B. You know, I just want to sing. I just love what I do. Right, right. I always think that it's, it's you know, it's an advantage and, um, you know, it's an extra blessing to say, um, to be able to speak, you know, another language and to be able to, you know, sing in another language because it, it covers you in such a more wider audience i mean it, you know you can 
still just have an English song that can be like, you know, a worldwide hit and everybody's familiar with it. But to actually have a hit, a worldwide hit that you can sing in that language for those people, you know, of those countries that that speak that language or is great. I think that's that's, you know, it's it's an awesome thing to be able to do that. And it's something that people could do. But then see, but then people say, you're right. You say that to a lot of people can't. But you know what? I'm one of those people that thought I can't. And then I just attacked it. And I feel like every day I'm always learning so much more about the Latin language and, you know, the, the how to use it properly because there's so many people that speak Spanish but there's so many different Spanish there's you know Spanish from Puerto Rico there's Castilian Spanish from Spain there's so many different accents but I noticed that a lot of people nowadays watching the news taught me listening to interviews taught me and continuously watching like soap operas or having my mom you know kind of correct me I picked it up there's a lot of people that can do it if they want to try but it, it was worth it. I have to tell you, I love every minute of knowing that I'm bilingual now, even more so than ever. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's definitely great. And it does, you know, it does pay off, which I'm going to get into uh, shortly because actually um, it, it ended up, the Spanish version ended up at number 20 on the Billboard Latin Tropical Airplay charts, which is pretty, pretty awesome, you know, for you. Yeah. So, and in in fact, what we're going to do is um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And um, as we go out here, you guys will be able to hear the worldwide hit and her first major hit, I Still Believe, from Brenda K. Starr. And we'll be back in a few minutes. This is Crystal Waters, and you're listening to my favorite prince, Troy Bronstein, on Prince Amongst Queens on voiceamerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day, we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. 
In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Dive on in. That's right. Dive on into my favorite Prince Among Queens, Troy Bronstein. You tell him Debbie Holiday sent you. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. So to, to finish with um, I Still Believe, because it was just had such a massive influence in the industry all the way around, um, that song was covered by Mariah Carey, um, which actually was a former backup singer for you. And yeah. um Let's just this, and also it was um, uh, re- um, redone by a singer, Sandy Lamb. Really, eighty nine is from when I told. Yeah, it was also re-recorded by canto pop singer San, uh, Sandy Lamb in nineteen eighty nine. So, oh, um, as far as Mariah, um, she decided to cover "I Still Believe" as a tribute to you, and she mm-hmm. said because she was a background singer for you in the eighties and. You obviously helped jumpstart her career by um, handing the demo tape to Tommy Mottola himself, who then, of course, you know, ended up signing uh, signing Mariah. Um, right. And she, in an interview, she explained that um, it wasn't long ago that she she was a teenage girl with nothing to her name but a demo tape, her voice, and the ability to write songs. And Brenda K. Starr treated me like a star, and she gave me a shot. And I thought that was very, you know, nice of her to you know, to give you your props and, and since you were instrumental in starting her career. And then I saw another um, interview with her and she, you know, brought it up again. And she said, you know, I'm going to just read this, this quote from her. It says, I'm really glad that I got a chance to remake the song. I believe because the album is called number ones. And this is the first song that I sang as a professional singer. I would go on the road with Brenda K. Starr. I was a little skinny kid with no money, and she took me under her wing, and she was so nice. I auditioned to be her backup singer. She hired me, and she used to bring me clothes and food and really took care of me like a big sister. A lot of people never, um, a lot of people wouldn't have done that. The main thing that was is that she believed in me, and it's really hard to get people to listen to your tape. She was very cool, supportive. And when I sing it now, it reminds me of those times with her. Aww. So I thought that was I thought that was very nice. Had you not heard that before, or have you? That no, yeah, no. But I, it's actually I very, s- very sweet. 
I can see it in I can see it in your face right now that you're you're oh. <laughs> you like that. That's why I wanted to read that. I, I thought did. that was I thought that was very very cool. Very very cool. I mean, I think I I mean, listen. I know she has an amazing heart. I know her for many years. Right. I mean, we had a bond, like a sister bond. Like she was, she's my homegirl. She'll always be my homegirl. She'll always have a special place. And for me, I think the Lord brings us here for a specific reason. And we do our parts as angels on earth. And I was meant to do what I did. And I don't hold any harsh feelings because I have an amazing career. She has an amazing career. And, you know, I just really feel like the beyond the music there was a beautiful bond it was an amazing friendship from throwing popcorn out the window to pranking people (laughs) pranking people with different accents listen i love her i'll always love her she was literally the only best friend i ever had so Mm -hmm. you know and it was an amazing friendship i mean you know people sometimes grow apart but i still love her always love her Right. Well, you know, at least you got to have that because, you know, people, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I say, I say about love, you know, um, I was very fortunate to experience love before I lost my partner, but some people never even get the chance to experience that. So, you know, like you're saying, that was the only best friend you ever had. At least you got yeah. to have that experience of having a best friend, you know, cause people, yeah. you know, people say, oh, this is my best friend, but is it really, or is it just, you know what I mean? Nah. Nah, she listen for other people. They would be like, "Listen, where's my finder's fee? How you many am I gonna get?" And you know that. And for me, it was more. I did it because I believed in her. Right. And and, and for me, I mean, uh, you, the fans and all the lambs are gonna perceive things differently and throw shade all over the internet, all over her page, my page. I mean, I get the rudest comments from the lambs, but I gotta be honest with you. No one knows the. Right the friendship we have. No one knows if we message each other on a frequent, no one knows, but for us, our relationship is private. And like I said, there's no animosity. I love her. She's my girl. And I wish her always success and the best. And I'm super, you know, happy for all the good things that are happening for her and, and with her. And I'm sure she's blesses the same on me. Oh, I'm sure. Animosity. I, I love her. She's, she's, she's good people, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's good. And and that was a good, that was a good time. But um, you, you also had a couple songs included in um, some motion picture soundtracks. Sweet Surrender was included yeah. In the um, film License to Drive, yeah, and I think, I think and it, was pro- it was produced by Jelly Bean Benitez, right? That I one, so. yeah. And then it was Sada, which was on Lambada, Lambada, yeah, Lambada, yeah, yeah so. I don't even remember how that one went, but yeah, I do remember <laughs> Sata because it was like a Latin type of vibe song with the English lyric. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So a- after that, your third album by Heart. Um, it did mediocre, um, and so the label actually they released you. But I'm a true yeah. be- I'm a true believer, and everything happens for a reason. And with this, it actually did because that pushed you to learn Spanish and reinvent yourself as a salsa tropical Latin pop star, which now yeah. you are, right? <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I I wanted to just kind of take myself out of it for a little bit, just because you know I needed change, and, and I felt like. You know, I just felt like it was time to, uh, like you said, reinvent myself. And and I had been 
getting so many um, years of my mom telling me, oh, you should really try it. Spanish is great. You never know. There's so many bilingual singers. There's Mark Anthony. There's this one. There's that one. And I was just like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So with that being said, I had written songs in English and I was introduced to an exec at Miram and um, in Cannes at that music seminar. And the guy's name was Jose Armada. And he his nephew ran into me and knew I was um, just kind of showcasing my songs I've written in English, but I didn't do anything in Spanish, but I had it in mind. And just ironically, he asked me, why don't you sing in Spanish? There's so-and-so from this label. I would love for you to meet them. And he's like, I said, all right, no problem. I'm, I'm going to take a break in like an hour because we had so many meetings coming in. So I end up going to, to meet his uncle later on in the day. And I sang a little bit of I Still Believe in Spanish. Ironically, you know, he knows it in English. So he said, just do it in Spanish. And I knew it, thank God. And <laughs> they, offered, they offered to have a meeting with me. And I told them, listen, I'm honestly, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but, you know, I'll learn. And my mom was like, listen, I'll, I'll work with her. So they offered me a contract right away. And then I just started singing in Spanish. But like you said, it was something that was meant to be. So, yeah, because right out, right out of the, um, right out of the bat, I mean, you did a cover of the Chilean singer, um, Miriam Hernandez, which is Irada, Irida. How do you pronounce that? Irada? Irida. Irida. Sorry about that. All you people, I'm not. Yeah, hash right. it up. Think, no, just think of ear and say, eh, 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 there you go. And that went number yeah, one on the Latin tropical yeah, salsa um, charts. Yeah. And the, I mean, the rest is history. I mean, soon after that, you're, you know, mm -hmm. you emerged and your first Spanish album release, which was, okay, I don't want to butcher this up again, but was to te sigo, te sigo, te sigo esperando. Esperando. Te sigo esperando. That means I'll continue went, to wait for you. It was certified gold, then went platinum, and you had three, yeah. you know, other Spanish albums after that that, that came out. Um, you had yeah. Puedas de Fuego and um, Pe Critically... Pe Petalos de Fuego. There you go. <laughs> and that, that actually that gave you... Petals of Fire. Is that what it... Head Over Fire? No, Petals of Fire. Petals petalos of fire. Petalos. 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 Yeah. Of free girl. Okay, I see it now. Yeah, I'm learning a little Spanish because I got Petalos my voice de fuego, yeah. <laughs> but then um, you also had <laughs> which gave you two Latin um, Billboard awards and uh, female uh, um, female yes. of the year and and all of that stuff, which was I mean all all very good and and right off the bat. I mean I have a list here and of uh, female artist of the year for the Lonestro Awards. Is that what exactly mm -hmm. is that the Lonestro Awards? It's like the it's a premio is of the people. You oh, okay. know, it's like it's like the American Music Awards. All the people vote on it. Gotcha. But it's the Music Awards. So okay. they do the 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 Grammy Latino premio los nuestro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then for the for the actual the Latin Grammys, you there was Temptation and then Por ese Hombre, which um, mm -hmm. we're gonna talk yes. about. Um, shortly, and and we're gonna hear. And in fact, when we go, you speak in Spanish. Well, you know, I got my place down there in Puerto Vallarta, and uh, you know, I want to retire down there, so I'm trying to learn nice. a little bit of the language outside of just like you know, La Cuenta, which is your bill, Una Caja, which is yeah, a box. Right. Come home, and you yeah. know, um, 
things like that. So I gotta. Oh, gotta you'll look. feel so good. No, you'll feel so good when you know it all, and when you oh. feel so comfortable to talk the language and not feel so like, you know, it's, nervous. Exactly, yeah, that, that and I, you can't I hold a conversation. I argue with my maid last time because she's like, "When are you gonna learn Spanish?" And I'm like, "Well, when are you gonna learn English?" You know, it's like it's been so <laughs> it's been so long. So we go. Um, we go back and forth all the time, which is, which is a blast, but I love the, uh, the Latin, you know, the community and I love the languages. So uh, romantic sounding yeah, me too. You know, to me yeah. um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's awesome. So I, I really enjoy it. Um, and I love being down there and the weather of course is always, always nice. It's, which is it's always a plus a bonus yeah, I know. I exactly is a, is a big bonus Absolutely. so well what yeah, what we're gonna the least, right yeah right what we're gonna do is we're gonna break for um another uh commercial break here and on this commercial break uh we're gonna play a little bit of irada Arida. sorry i got it Irida. Arida. i got That's it okay time. from uh from which Brenda. means hurt that means that means hurt in spanish Irida. I was wondering because I watched the video and I saw it was kind of like powerful and then it was like sad and then it was like powerful again. So, all right. So let's, let's, mm -hmm. let's go and let's hear that. And we'll be back in a few minutes with the fabulous Miss Brenda K. Starr. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi, this is Jeannie Tracy. You're listening to our favorite prince, Roy Brunstein, on Prince Among Queens on VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Hi, this is Linda Clifford, and you're listening to A Prince Among Queens featuring Troy Bronstein. 
listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, we're back with Brenda K. Starr. Um, so uh, during this time, then you came out and became the, you know, the, the big Latin sensation. Then um, you took a couple years off. And then when you returned again, you came out and, and hit him hit him hard. You were uh, up for the, um, the Latin uh, Music Awards for Best Single Salsa with for two Eres. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but they said that during that time, because you came back out with such a, uh, a bang that you were um, known as the diva of salsa, the sultry singer and interpreter uh, returning with, um, with a bang and the song at, at your, I can't even pronounce it, but that's it. There you I, go. It I says, I dare you, you not. Me. I dare you to forget me. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's kind of, um, uh, that's cool because you don't want them to forget you. And obviously they haven't because you came back with a bang and then, you were up for, you know, best single. So that's allowed you to tour, I mean, all of Latin America. America. Right? Be- yeah. Um, and then you became a star on the on the Sony. You weren't you on the Sony label over there? Yep. Yeah, I was I was signed to Sony by Oscar Lord and I stayed with them throughout those albums. Um we did with um uh Mi Voz. Mm-hmm. We did uh that, that album and Duetis was on that album, which was on my label, Star Records and uh Mivos Records. Uh then I um I I end up leaving Sony because there was some transition of like the head of Sony. They were bringing in new people. So um, I decided to um, just move forward with what I'm doing now. But a lot of the songs I, I, by the, by the grace of God, a lot of the songs that I've been putting out there have been doing well, but I just got picked up by Sony Ecuador and Peru. So they just are, are distributing my new single, which was another one that, came out on its own with myself and pushing it. I got it to Sony through a friend of mine's in Ecuador and Peru and they distributed it and it did really well. And that's the one, um, El Pez Muere Por La Boca, which means the fish dies in your mouth. And that song, <laughs> it, it, it's a weird title, but I got to tell you, it's about hypocrisy and jealousy. Like, it's called The Fish Dies in Your Mouth. Yeah, because you know how they have, they're always talking catty about you. And, and it says, it doesn't matter what you say about me. I, I see that whatever I'm doing, you watch my every step, my every move. I don't need what's yours because I have what's mine. And you could continue to talk about me because the fish is going to die in your mouth because of your your jealousy, hypocrisy. And it almost says how I'm so much more stronger because of what you wish negative on me will only give me the strength to be positive. Right. You know, and keep talking what you're talking that smack. If fish is going to die in your mouth, it's going to stink. You should record that in English. That's 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 like all relevant. Oh my god! But it's such a good song, and it did well, and it did well. So it was picked up by Sony in in, um, in Ecuador and Peru. So it's doing well in Colombia, uh, Venezuela. Uh, it was the number one breakout video for Latino Unidos. And um, now I'm in the studio finishing up Quédate, which is the next Spanish single. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hoping to get the whole project picked up by, um, by you know, uh, the major in the U.S. 
I mm. recently have Sony Music in America pick up uh, my album, Atrévete Olvidarme. They're distributing it through Orchid and Sony. But uh, I am actually in the middle of trying to see if when I'm done with this project, I can bring it to, to Sony in America and see if they'll pick this one up as well. But the English project is something really special because mm -hmm. I haven't done dance music in over a decade. So I'm super excited. Yeah, it's been a while. Now you were saying yep. that you've got a new, you know, and I can't wait to hear the new, um, the new single. What? Tell us a little bit about about that. Who who you working with? Did you write it? Did so, someone else write it? Um, no, it's actually a cover from the '80s, mm -hmm. and um, it's actually. When is this airing? <laughs> Are you able to talk about it? If you can't talk about it, it's airing right now. We're live, so. Oh, it's airing right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's. I'll just say it's a remake from the '80s, okay. and. Um, I did a dance version of it. It was produced by Gomi, DJ Gomi. He's also a producer. Right. And uh, I'm also doing it as a ballad in its original version, but I'm going to actually have the music reproduced mm -hmm. to a little bit more current because it's old. It's over 20 years old, almost 30-something years old. I actually did a concert with this group that performed it in Miami with me, Gloria Estefan, and them. And uh, I... I could just tell you it's 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 a crazy, crazy good song. And wow. I think it'll probably be the best ballad I've recorded since I still believe. Really? Wow. Yeah. So That's I just want to try to do it justice because it was a group who did it and I'm hoping that I could, you know, do it justice. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be able to because I mean you're Brenda K. Star. I mean, who, you know, you could, if anybody could do it, you can do it, you know? Um, and that, that's good. And I always, you know, I always think that it's, it's very cool, um, you know, to do a song, you know, different ways, like, to, you know, a ballad and then make it a dance track, you know? Um, yeah. I think it was, um, was it Tony Braxton? Was Spanish Guitar? Was that? I'm Break My Heart. Uh, I'm Break My Heart. They did it as yeah. well. Yeah. And that gives you an idea of, you know, the different ways that a song can go. And again, expands the audience, you know, mm -hmm. that's going to listen to it and, you know, become familiar with who you are or keep following, you know, you as an artist. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, from the feedback I'm getting from everybody that's listening to it, from DJs to A&R people to um, just people in the business, mm -hmm. uh, just really great feedback. Like, wow, what a brilliant idea. Like what made you think of this idea? And all I can say is really the idea I had of re-recording the song, it just really reminds me of working with them young, but more than that, my older brother that passed away, every time I hear the song, it just really brings tears to my eyes. And I'm like, you know what? I want to record that song. I said, but I'm going to record it in tribute to him. And it's, it's a song that's so powerful that everyone could relate to either losing someone or missing someone or dealing with a breakup. And when you hear this song, it is just beyond appropriate for our time right now. So Wow. Now you meant you just mentioned that the loss of your brother. Is that the brother that I met that yeah. time with your sister? Oh. Yeah. He had wow. a heart attack after he, <sighs> he had a hematoma and ended up having a, a heart attack after being operated. But um, it it was a whole long story on that. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. Just say I'm sorry. But I yeah, he 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 did. He was the one that traveled with me. It was he fun. Was we had a good time. Singing lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paid for all my singing lessons. I used to fly birds with him. But this song is 
unbelievably appropriate for just so many people dealing with this whole COVID thing and mm-hmm. loss of family members and a lot and, and the sense of feeling alone and, and breakups with people that you love that you, you can't be with them anymore. But um, it's, it's a great song. And I, I honestly feel like I waited a long time for something like this. So I'm hoping to have the right team behind me. And what I'm getting at is the people that I'm working with right now, I, I can't say who they are only because the contracts right. are not signed, but they're already working on getting, you know, a ton of different remixes done, but um, it should be out the first week of February. Wow. That's awesome. That's very awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. And you know, Me too. with your, with your, with your brother listening to it, it's going to, it's going to kick. It's going to push. Uh, I know it's going <laughs> to, I haven't even heard it and I already know it's going to go. So, yeah, um, so that's, song. that's, yeah, that's great. Um, so, uh, you know, to, to, um, just to get a little, a little personal for a minute. I mean, you're, you're married to your beautiful husband, Mr. Mm-hmm. You know, Christopher Patron for, I don't know how many years, but um, how many years have you been married now? What We're uh, married 23 and wow. we're together 25. Wow. That's so, great. In that's two more years, we'll get, uh, November will make 20, 24 years. And then we're going to get remarried when we hit 25 years. Wow. Yeah. But wow. it's crazy because I met him on the highway and it's it's just really <laughs> crazy that I had his number for six months and I never called him. And the only reason why I pulled over behind a cop was because I was like, all right, let me just pull over. There's tons of traffic. He won't kill me. There's a cop. And I was like, wow, he's a really handsome guy. And I would <laughs> never in a million years do that. I don't know what came over me, but I was like mesmerized when we were looking at each other but I was like I can't this man could probably hurt me kill me whatever but I saw a cop so I played it off like he was giving me directions so he ends up coming out giving me his number I had it for six months because I mind you I have two daughters from my first boyfriend since I was 14 I dated him until I was 26 so um long story short when I met Chris, I really wasn't like used to dating, et cetera. So I did have his number. So I remember I finally called him and he's like, yeah, I remember you. So we went on a date and then we never separated. We were inseparable after that. And we got engaged within six months and then a year we were married. Then we had my son and people never thought it was us. And now forget it. Like his mom is a great mother-in-law. My mother, my mother at the beginning was like, I don't like him. He has tattoos. He has a ring and he got an earring in his mouth. And she's like, why he, why he wears that? That's disgusting. I don't like that. And I was like, Ma, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't be with him. I don't like him. Now my mother's like, serve your husband. I'm like, I'm serving him first. Yeah, now she loves the doors, right? It's all about oh, him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She really God. does. How, I mean, how ironic and, and how so meant to be, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. one of those things, like you said, you would never have done that, but something, yeah. again, something told you to do it, just like learning the Spanish and becoming the Spanish, you know, yeah. sensation. And, and here you go. So, I mean, that's, and he didn't know who I was too. He didn't oh, he didn't? No, he didn't know who I was. And that's so even better. <laughs> later on, like about our fourth or fifth date, um, he came to pick me up at my house Mm-hmm. And my daughters were visiting their dad and he saw a picture on the wall and he's like, Oh my God, my mom listens to her music. Are you a fan? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm her. <laughs> but it was a picture of me, of me on the MCA album. And I had already had my daughters. So I was a little older and he's like, Oh my God, you really? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you still do music? I'm like, yeah, I actually just finished a new Spanish record. And he's like, oh, I got to hear it. And then that's when I played him at Eva. 
And he was like, wow, this is going to be a big record. And I remember like it was yesterday when we started dating, uh, you know, I wasn't fully in the industry because I had left my, I lost my deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tommy dropped me at um, Epic, which was the By Heart album. So when Tommy dropped me, I, it was hard for me to get a deal. And that's why the Spanish fell on my lap and it was a sign to get it done and do it. So I remember like it was yesterday, him and I were hanging out one night. My kids went to finish their, visit their dad on the weekend because it would be like twice a month they would visit their dad and his wife. And long story short, we're in the living room having wine and the owner of the label calls me and goes, you got to put on the radio, put on the radio, your song's on the radio. And it was the Spanish song. And it was the first time I heard my song on the radio for like at least five, six years. And all I can remember doing was crying and putting my face in the rug. Uh, and he was just, he was like holding me, like kind of like behind me laying there and rocking me. Like it's, it's your time. It's your time. And right then and there, my career started to shoot up again. And that's where I, started to catapult into the Latin music industry. Like, wow, you know, God obviously pulls through for me all the time. Make sure if one door closes that another one opens. So this was his, this was his path for me. Yeah. And all I can remember was laying there being like, oh my God, I got another record deal. My voice is being heard. I'm doing what I love, whether it's in another language or not. I still love it. I'm passionate about music all around. Well, that was great because then you did the, um, uh, it brought you with two other singers to have a massive hit. Por este hombre. Did I say it right this time? Por ese hombre. Por ese hombre. Oh, that's close. <laughs> ese. Ese means ese. him. Ese. Right. Por ese hombre. We're going to hear a piece of that now while we go for a quick uh, a quick break. And um, everybody enjoy. And we'll be back with Brenda K. Starr. Voy a decirte lo que ella me habló. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Dive on in. That's right. Dive on into my favorite Prince Among Queens, Troy Bronstein. You tell him Debbie Holiday sent you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. 
Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hey, family, this is Robin S., and you're listening to Prince Among Queens with my brother from another mother, Troy Bronstein. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're here with Brenda K. Starr and... Um, just uh, another quick thing. Your daughter, Gianna Isabella, um, also sings. And um, she uh, was doing American Idol and ended up in the top 10. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Gianna actually was top 10 and she was top 40 on The X Factor as well. Oh, great. And uh, she uh, is actually doing a lot of songwriting, registering all her music. She had a single out called Nights With You. And... Um, she just uh, put a single out called Feel the Same. Nights With You has over 600,000 streams. Feel the Same just came out. And the next one, I think, is a ballad. It's called um, Beg. But mm-hmm. Gianna right now is under like a small, like, uh, it's more like a production deal. Right. So right. We're, that's the same route I started in with Arthur Baker as my sure. production deal and headed into a major. But mm-hmm. I think I'm happy where she is with her musical career because she's growing. But um, she's doing a lot of writing and her single just came out. So, you know, she's loving it and, you know, growing and, and learning more and more about the music industry. I also have my other daughter, Tori, who does the modeling, who is in Paris Week, uh, doing mm-hmm. Paris um, Runway uh, Fashion Week. She just, did the TV special with us, and she is also yeah, she's in the gorgeous of recording. She's thank you. She's doing a more of like a Sabrina Claudio type of vibe, Kehlani, mm. more urban, sultry type of vibe. But um, she's got a really really great EP she's putting together now as well. So Tori and and uh, and Gianna are very like involved in music now. True. Very cool. So pretty soon I'll be able to book Brenda and the girls, right? <laughs> yeah, or, ju- or just the girls. So, <laughs> you never know, right? Right. So real quick, I ask everybody their three favorite things. I got favorite city, favorite show, and favorite song. And I know, you know, it's hard because you've been everywhere. And, and, you know, people always say to me, well, who's your favorite diva? And it's like, I don't have a favorite diva because they're all my favorites. And, you know, we're all friends. And so there's not one over the other. But um, right. uh, what what's a favorite city that that you have? that you love going to? I, I love New York. I always love New York, <laughs> believe it or not. I was born and raised there and I moved to Jersey. I've moved to Florida. I've moved to California and I've always wanted to go back to New York. It's just, it's so true when they say the city never sleeps and they have the best clubs, best <laughs> lounges. So I'm, I'm really big on New York city. Very good. Cool. Um, and what about a favorite show? Now that, now the favorite show can be, you know, one that you enjoyed yourself the most, one that the crowd went, you know, ballistic, over ballistic on, or, you know, think, the people that you worked with were good. I mean, I think my favorite show, hands down, will always be Carnegie Hall. 
Mm. When I performed there, I performed there with Celia Cruz. And uh, I was able to sing English and Spanish. And the response from the audience was amazing. But more so than that, it was really the first concert my dad really, really got to see me perform in. And I think it just really hit him. And he cried. And it was just special for me because he passed away I think two years later, three years later. So he really didn't get to enjoy my career. He saw some of my shows, but this was a highlight that his daughter got to sing in Carnegie Hall. I mean, I've done the garden, but I think Carnegie Hall is by far my favorite, most memorable time on stage. I would think, yeah, Carnegie Hall would be a favorite for me over the garden too, because just of the whole... The Intimacy. And the, the, the prestige and the whole... You know, the whole very intimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The intimacy and, of it and you know, <clears throat> the whole name. It's not like huge, like the garden is huge and it's just massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be more like you and the, the you and your people. You're you and it your is a connection. Yeah, yeah. My favorite spot for sure. Cool, cool. Still in New York. So that's you're still you're still riding in New York. And then what about a favorite song? And this can be, you know, um, a song that, you know, you could have a favorite song that, you know, did the did the best and, and still making you money, but you really don't like singing it. It was the B-side of something that took off. Um, is a favorite song is one that you look forward to singing. It might be something that we don't even know, but um, it's that type of song. So if it's in your repertoire, you know, you can't wait to sing it. <laughs> I th- I'll, I'll always say I still believe it's my favorite song to sing just because it's still timeless. And I feel mm-hmm. like every time I sing it, I could always change it up. The backgrounds, the lead is so o- always so easy to play with and still keep it so um uh, I still keep it so that everybody notices, you know, oh, my God, that's I still believe. And I think that I still believe by far will be my favorite song to perform just because there's so much love from the audience that even if you want to sing the whole song alone, you don't have to because so many people engage with it. So for me, it just shows that my music is something that connects with everyone. So for them to sing my song the way they sing, I still believe just keeps me realizing that this song has, you know, a life of its own and and I'm going to continue to enjoy singing it until however long I can. Yeah, well, like you said, it's ti- it's timeless. It's one of those one of those songs, and and I'm sure that you know people have approached you about that. Oh, it's like oh, when I was going through my breakup, I listened to that song, or you know all that song did this for me, and you know that kind of stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure. I get it all the time from breakups to my first girlfriend to my first heartbreak. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, because you, you always got to believe, right? Nope, everything. In life and everything itself. But yes, I still believe it's one of my favorite songs to sing. I think one of my least favorite songs to sing is what you see is what you get. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just feel like it's so cheap. I, I love Steve Lunt. I think he's a great guy. I just uh-huh. feel like it's kind of cheesy. I just, yeah. even when I recorded it, I was like, when it goes, what you see is what you, what you see is what you. <laughs> I used to be like, am I really doing this? But it really did well. Yeah, it did, it did, and it was in the beginning of your career, and you know, yeah, all that. I was a baby, you know. But I gotta say, Brenda, it's been a lot, yeah. a lot of fun talking with you today, Thanks. and I know the audience enjoyed it. I hope that you enjoyed it, and thank um, you. You know, I want to thank everyone for for listening uh, to us. And Brenda, wish yes. you as always the best. You know, kisses and the, <laughs> you know, the deal. best of best of luck to you. And, thank you. Um, next week. We have International Recording Group Lime on. 
So that'll be a lot of uh, a lot of fun listening to that from the the disco and freestyle times, and um, that's pretty much about it. So well, love you guys, and thanks for tuning in to Prince Among yes, Queens, and thanks. continue to follow my boy Troy Bronstein because he is <laughs> fire. Love you, Troy. Thank you for giving me this opportunity, sweetie. Thanks, Brenda. Thank you very much, and many um, blessings, many back, many blessings. Back at you. Stay there for one second. So again, my name is Troy Bronstein. Thanks for listening to my show, Prince Among Queens. We'll see everybody next week. Have a great time. Thank you for listening to Prince Among Queens. Be sure to join host Troy Bronstein for another great episode next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, enjoy your week.